Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! All right, welcome back to Thompson to Clark. Brad Evans here. I think, now, I always I, I say this and then we're going to be fine and we're going to have this long show but the giants news this week was few and far between no but but we're getting a lot of really fun world baseball classic stuff starting to kind of trickle in so that that always and and i mean yeah this show is about the giants but we love baseball and there's giants players in the world baseball class there's former giants players managing in the world baseball classic so you know so it's fun so it it all kind of ties in it's baseball and it's january and i could smell it we're getting that close yeah we have a former giant who is first time managing and he is the coach of uh, team usa here so that's going to be really interesting uh i was looking at and we'll, we'll we'll save this for our last topic because uh I really want to dig in on the World Baseball Classic. I can't imagine, or not that I can't imagine, but this is the fifth one. Yeah. Yes. me. And it's been, what, six years since the last one because of COVID and everything yeah. else? So um, I know we were talking about it yesterday, and you're like, I don't really remember it, you know, the last I don't, World yeah, I don't remember Classic. last year's, like, not yeah. last, last time. The I last don't remember time, it that much. It was six years ago. That's why. I mean, it was so <laughs> long ago. And it's so short, too. I mean, the, the the Team USA went on to win the entire thing, and they only played eight games. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a, it's over in like three weeks. So, yeah. if you're not paying attention, if you're not looking at it, if you're not watching every game, it's like, especially the, um, the, the games over in Asia, because it, it's... It, those games are on at what, what two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not, uh, we're too old for that. So we're not watching those games. We're waking up in the morning and catching like the last inning or two of the games over there. But yeah. Yeah. So I went, I think I've mentioned this before. I went in 2013 and it was Japan against Puerto Rico. I believe it was in the semifinal. Because uh, I think Puerto Rico went on to play in the championship game, but I think they lost to the Dominican. Maybe is that right? I think so. I, you know what? I pulled up all of the 
the stats and everything. Well, I don't know what I did with it. But anyways, I I had all the we'll, the we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it and yeah. we'll save it for the last segment. But just uh, just to let you know, um, so since it was Team Japan and they they were losing, uh, I, I tried to find a way to bust out uh, the photo or the gif of uh, Karate Kid 2 with Mr. Miyagi and the Taiko <laughs> drum, like to try and inspire Team Japan to, to make a comeback and to win the game. But I, I will say it is a it is an experience that is a lot different than seeing your favorite major league team because the country aspect of it is really interesting and the cultural aspect of it is really interesting. You saw yeah. tons of like Puerto Rican flags around uh, what used to be AT&T, now Oracle Park. And uh, yeah, just the the cheering was even different, right? Like the yeah, oh, yeah. the sound was even different. So it's cool. Now, I, I wonder, because I know, I think they only drew like, what was it like 25,000 per game or something the last time? And uh, I wonder how that, I wonder if that helps, like just being away for six years now, I wonder if that helps drive the live crowds up or not, or, or maybe not. Maybe it's still going to be a little, a little on the light side, but anyway, yeah, we'll, yeah. Say, we'll say, we'll say, we'll say, we'll save that talk for the last segment yeah. here. Cause we do have yeah. a few giancy things to get through. And the first one being uh, Marco Luciano's health. Now, when we talked about the prospects last year, I think I read, the uh the quote from melissa lockhart about luciano's back like even his off-season plans uh were hindered by the back injury that caused him to not play as many games last year as i'm sure the giants would have hoped and he and he would have hoped as well and um in in his winter league he only played five games because of the back injury and so he did an interview with uh mlb pipeline and I'm using the McCovey Chronicles post here, uh, written by one Brian Murphy. Not the same KMBR Brian Murphy, different Brian Murphy. But uh, he he did a little bit of transcribing of the uh, the injury issue that Luciano w- was discussing. And so the a couple a couple of the quotes. Uh, so he asked about his back and said, you know, you missed half the season because of your back. How does that affect you? And how's your recovery been? And Marco said, you know, it affects you a lot. For example, I love playing ball, and what I like is to enjoy it. When you have an injury, it's not the same because you don't enjoy the game the same way. You're way more worried about the pain than other things. And now when you're healthy, you can see how beautiful the game is, enjoy it, and have fun. And so then he asked him about Luciano, if that was the real Luciano last year. And he said, last year when I started the season, I started out really well because I felt good. But then the pain started. It wasn't the same. I was hanging in there, but it wasn't the same anymore because I was playing in a little pain. And then finally he asked him, you know, we're three weeks from spring training. What's the latest on your back right now? He said he still doesn't have a a date set to start hitting, but he imagines it will be soon. Uh, I really do feel good, and I'm working well to come back healthy. So my main takeaway with that discussion is – a back injuries are super tricky and B he didn't sound super confident that like things were going to be a okay come spring training. And it, it could have been just the, the conversation, which was done in, uh, in Spanish, I believe, but 
like he wasn't adamantly like, oh, I feel great. I'm ready to bounce back. He was like, mm, you know, no date set, you know, but I feel good. So they're a little bit safe there with his explanation. And not that this is a year in which Luciano really needs to excel and, and get to the next level. Like he's still young enough to where they have time with him. But I think because of the pressures of uh, the off season and, and everything, there's going to be some circles around guys like Luciano and Harrison and Casey Schmidt about getting to that next level and helping the team. Because as we've seen, the guys that we're trying to get over here to help the team, we haven't been successful. So the other ways to get these farm guys in, what'd you think about Luciano's remarks about his back? Yeah, I thought it was, thought it was interesting. I watched the the interview and like you said too. Yeah. But, but you know, the other thing too, it is kind of mid January, I guess it's late January now, but it's kind of mid January when the interview was done. So I'm not too terribly worried about his enthusiasm at this point. Um, I'm, I'm just really more concerned about you and I know very well, but we're also old guys that back injuries kind of stick with you for a long time. It's not something that just kind of goes away um, and doesn't have a chance of coming back. I don't know what kind of back injury it is. If it's a muscle injury, um, you know, what do they call a musculoskeletal? Uh, if it's a muscle injury, then, then maybe, you know, there's, there's, good hope on the horizon for that. If it's a, you know, a vertebrae type of injury, uh, some sort of uh, bone on bone injury uh, that could be an issue uh, going forward. But again, just total speculation. Um, I'm really, really excited to see, you know, because this, this will be basically, what is it? The third year after COVID of a full minor league season. um, And with no, Although the you know the lockout didn't really play a part in it because minor league baseball was going to go on without a hitch last year anyways, Um, so so it's it's kind of that third season now it's time to see guys start to shine start to progress uh, start to make it to that next level start to show that promise that we've been that we've been looking for, Um, but I really don't think I don't think the back injury is something to worry about going forward. Uh, I'm not a doctor. But I, but I know that, you know, from what he was saying, he just hasn't started swinging yet. And I think it's probably a little too early for him to start swinging anyways in mid-January. But I think by the, by the middle of February, he'll be swinging the bat. Things will look good. He'll start the season as if nothing happened and just kind of move on from there. Yeah, and I'm ho- I think the Giants will be very conservative with him. Obviously, you don't want a young player to have a back injury. And, you know, the word about him is that he's – going to have the frame to put on size so he'll probably get a little bit bigger and so he's going to have to make sure that uh you know he takes takes care of the back because he's going to be adding more weight more size and uh to his frame so uh you know he's just got to do what what you and i do is we feel that 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 back tweak and then we go oh got to go do some yoga today (laughs) exactly more more yoga marco more more yoga that's what we can tell you from experience uh but yeah like you said i I, they are going to be conservative with him um one thing i took from the interview for sure was that he likes to have fun and that's what we talked about i was talking about the world baseball class joy talking about yeah yeah the joy the fun you know the baseball is fun when you're healthy uh when you're not healthy it's a grind it's tough. And that's a mental aspect of the game. It's 162 games. You're not always going to have an injury that's going to put you on the injured list. 
Uh, it may make it so you play three out of every five games or three out of every six games. Uh, but it, it's something you have to manage, not just physically, but mentally. And being a young guy, uh, the Giants organization, I'm sure, will work on that and say, look, you know, when, when you're injured, there's a, a mental aspect to it. Um, there, there's a mental well-being that we need to keep you under uh, to make sure that you can get through this injury, progress, keep a positive attitude, and come out the other end of it and just start playing ball again. And I know the Giants will work on that. Yeah. All right, so another thing that it, that happened, and this is just now it's tangentially related to the Giants, but uh, it did it did have a, a small effect when it comes to their bottom line, which is Tommy LaStella, who was Farhan's first uh, signee of more than a two-year contract, I believe, right? Was was LaStella the yeah. first three-year uh, three-year contract? Yeah, yeah, three-year he was contract. The first three-year yeah. guy for the Giants uh, in the Zadie reign. And uh, as we know, they let him go. They needed a spot on the 40 man and Listella uh, had uh, about a half of a, of a season's worth of play. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing they didn't think that he was going to uh, be much better or, or maybe they would have figured out a way to keep him. Uh, but they let him go. They designated him for assignment and the Seattle Mariners picked him up. I believe it was on Friday. Now, the only part of this that that really affects us is in uh the the monetary aspect of this because the giants when they, when they designated him they were on the hook for 11.5 million dollars and i know the hope here from fans is that oh did the Mariners sign him for $10 million? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, they signed him for the league minimum of $720,000. So that cuts the Giants bill down to $10.78 million. It's not like this is really going to have an effect on them. They are under the tax, uh, and I don't believe that they're adding more salary. Now, they could if they made a trade. But uh, as it is now, I think the Giants are under the tax, so they they are fine with making this payment, telling Tommy Lestella we're going to pay you ten million dollars to go away. Um, yeah. I, you know, now that we've sort of looked back on Lestella, and he was really like the first guy that Zadie's sort of style of the type of player that he likes, and unfortunately, we never got to see it. But not a good defender more of an on-base guy, you know, not necessarily fast, uh, a a fleet of foot as well, but it was really like, okay, this guy gets on base. He, he uh, has a good eye. He has long counts. He fouls the ball off. You know, he doesn't really strike out. Like that was how La was sold to us. And when you look back on it, it's like, great, but he didn't do any of those things for the giants. (laughs) Uh, So kind of a bummer, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Is is there a, a Tommy Lastella memory? Like, like, how are you going to remember or think of Tommy Lastella in his two year stint with the Giants? You know, there was one game in Milwaukee in 2021 during the 107 game season where he hit a ball to right field, and the right fielder had a really tough time with it, hit up against the fence, Giants scored a couple runs, took the lead. They really needed that game in Milwaukee because Milwaukee was um, 
also top of the league when it came to pitching. Same with the Giants. So the Giants went in there and took it to Milwaukee and kind of showed everybody that, hey, this is this is who we are. Uh, the Giants are for real. Um, and so I remember that game. It was a great hit. Uh, other than that, I don't remember much, honestly. Um, you know, with the Giants, he played in 136 games, had an on-base percentage of 297. His career on-base percentage is 337. So when you look at 297 with the Giants, well below his his career average, um, his OPS plus, um, he's played in nine seasons. Four of those seasons, he's been had an OPS plus of under 100. Two of those were with the Giants. Uh, not not sitting here bashing on Tommy Listella, but it just. You know what we were? I was very excited about this on yeah, the show. I remember we, we had a good, we had a conversation yeah. about it on this show. One of the I, I early episodes, base. I'm sure. Yeah, it was, and and I'm a I'm a huge on base guy. I love it. He he was a great piece to the puzzle, um, and because of injuries, we just never got to see it. And that's that's the unfortunate part of the game. It just happened, um, and the Giants needed to move on, get younger this year. Um, he had his shot, but injuries kind of took that away from him. He's going to be what 34 this season. The giants have been wanting to get younger. Um, so it's, it's tough. I really, really hope he has a great season in Seattle. Um, again, closet Mariners fan. I, I love to watch the Mariners cause they're also a seven o'clock game. Uh, so if you know, you and I, we have, um, uh, what, what, what's the thing MLB.tv. So we get that every year. Um, so I like to flip around. So when the giants, uh, you know, go to commercial, I'll flip over and just kind of check out, see how the Mariners are doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I hope he has a great season and, and he could be a really good piece of the puzzle there as well. Um, because they also have a good team. Um, they're close to the playoffs last year. Actually, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They just didn't, they- just didn't fare well in the first round, but you know, they got there. So and, and they got one of the most exciting players in the entire game right now. Well, absolutely. I the, that's my if uh, a couple of people asked me, I think Bry and some of the other guys who play the show, they asked me like who should be on the cover. And I was like, it's gotta be J Rod. Like he's the oh, yeah. young stud. Like, let's let's put J Rod on the cover, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to go with him. And I've I've seen mock-ups of the cover too, and and he's on the cover. And I know when the cards were coming out, um, you know, when we were playing MLB the Show last yeah. year, anytime the, his card came out, everybody was like, oh, oh, and you and you watched his. I think he started out as like a seventy-eight or a seventy-nine. By the end of the season, he was like a 92, 93. Yeah. Um, just had a phenomenal year. He's going to have a fantastic career in Seattle. So, by the way, um, when are we going to get? some information about the new show coming out oh who knows i i'm busy playing madden from two years ago and <laughs> nhl 22 from two years i play the old games man. i don't to buy the new games i don't like to spend 60 bucks on games unless it's the show yeah or like something really really like i gotta have that game but. yeah and then and then you bought the couple years ago version of nba 2k <laughs> and then they said oh by the way we're not supporting this game anymore that was, you know that how was you know how cool. and that was after having it for like three weeks i had yeah. no idea that happened in that game so is that they they do they do that every year they'll i, I thought they'll it sunset. was more i thought it was more on like a three or four year sunsetting but i didn't know it was so quick yeah this was two years and i you know how 
cheap of a bastard I am. I took that, I took that <laughs> can, bought it for four bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I did the return on Amazon. I brought it back to Kohl's where you can drop them off. There I you got go. my four bucks back. Man. There you go. I was there like, you come go. on, man. You're not going to cheat me out of this. I know. <laughs> you know, you mentioned MLB TV and I, I've, I don't know how closely you follow the, um, the sports media side of things, but you know, the, these RSNs like NBA, NBC Sports Bay Area is a regional sports network and Bally's yeah. has, has a bunch of them under the under the Bally umbrella. Uh, and, and because of the way cable works today and, and how you know, the streaming is, is kind of going up and then the cable is going down as far as subscribers, these regional sports networks are losing money. And and so yeah. it, it's it's kind of the lifeblood of the MLB, right? Is, is how do you watch your local games? Will you watch them on these local sports networks, these regional sports networks? And from what I understand, MLB is trying to figure out how to uh, show the product, how to sell the product to people uh, who may be locally, but don't have cable. Like that is a, that's a problem, right? Like if you are, if you are a, a local fan and you're like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to have cable. Well, you could do like me and you can have you Hulu Live. And I, I think YouTube Live is similar where you get the regional sports network as a part of your plan. Yeah. But there are other people who go, oh, I just want to subscribe to Netflix and Apple TV and maybe one of these other ones, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever. Right. And 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 that's it. Disney Plus. And with those, you don't have that opportunity to add on this regional sports network channel to watch uh, to watch your game. So this is an interesting thing that MLB is going to have to deal with. The NBA will will have to figure out how to deal with it as well. NFL is a little different because they're they're still very much a, a local uh, broadcast sport. Like you know, I watch at, at, if the if the game if the 49ers game is on, say Amazon Prime they will show that Amazon prime feed on the, whatever the local affiliate is uh, that they show it on. So that there are, because football is a little bit different, they, they have that solution. Uh, but yeah, if I, I don't know what happens if you lose this, uh, this local sports network stuff and, and how MLB uh, it, it's kind of designed to, to build off of these local teams. So that's going to be an interesting conundrum for them. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, and everybody says this, the blackout rules, especially in baseball, really, really need to be revisited again because we're, we're talking, I mean, the, the, the blackout rules were there because th they wanted to get people to the games. Yeah. And then they said, well, if you can't, you, you know, you, you've got to watch the, the local commercials then. <laughs> uh, and, and it, you know, if you're not in the if you're in the area and the game's not sold out, you got to go to the game. We want you at the game. If not, you're going to be here and you're going to watch the local. I mean, we're going back to like, you know, Paul from the Diamond Center. Right. I mean, that's well, and, and to, to kind of back up what you're saying, when we were younger uh, throughout the mid 80s, in order for us to watch the Giants, we could only watch the road games. Yes. So if the Giants were in Houston, then we could watch the road broadcast. But if they were at home, because of what you just said with the blackout, we could we could only listen to them on the radio. Yeah. And so near, I think it was the, I want to say it was the early 90s, cable started to sell packages where you could watch Giants home games. It was a, I don't think it was all of them. It was like an assortment of games. You could, it was a you Giants could watch, vision, right? Giants vision. Yeah. And then at some point, 
in the uh, I want to say it's like 92, 93 ish time frame, whatever our the sports channel or whatever our local Bay Area regional sports network was called back then, then started showing the home game. So, it, you know, uh, I think it, I want to say it was 93 because I clearly remember watching Bonds' first home game with the Giants and he hit a jack. Yes. And I, I wouldn't have been able to watch that otherwise. So that's my memory. I was, I was at that game. That's how I saw that. Was that the Marlins? That was the Marlins. Yeah, that yeah. was the Marlins' first game, too. And I remember there was a uh, – what was his name? There was a Posey in center field, too. Uh, so I always I always remember back to that because I, I loved center fielders. So, I, you know, at that time I played center field, so I followed, like, every center fielder on every team because I wanted to see how fast they were yeah. and how quickly they got to the ball. But, yeah, Giants' vision was 86 to 89. Okay. So it only lasted three years, and then it was replaced by Sports Channel Bay Area. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that was the whole thing, and 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 so now, now we're looking at streaming, and and really cable and and Dish and those types of things still have a stranglehold on the commercial market. So that that's, that's where it all comes down. Is the commercial dollars are kind of driving this whole thing still. Um, now let me ask I'm a, you as a yeah. fan of the Sunday ticket, mm-hmm. right? That's the reason yeah. why you still had your dish was the exactly. Sunday ticket. And yes. now the Sunday ticket is going to be on YouTube. How does that change your, uh, your, your television subscription situation? I have been, I've been shopping around. I think we are still under contract for another, oh, I don't know, three or four months with DirecTV. So once mm-hmm. we're out of contract, that's when you make the call to DirecTV. Yeah. And then you say, you guys don't have Sunday ticket anymore. That's the reason I was here. What kind of deals do you have to keep me around? Right. And that, and then they'll send you off to customer retention and you'll start doing that whole dance. Because I'll keep them. Rather than going up and removing my dish, um, sending all of my DVRs back, um, getting rid of my 4K service, all of that stuff. Rather than doing that, I, w- I want to look at how can I stay with them mm-hmm. uh, for, for something that's cost efficient for me. Sure. Because being here in Reno, we get uh, the local, our, our local hockey teams are the Sharks and the Golden Knights. And I'm nice. a Vegas Golden Knights fan. So I get those games for free. But I, as I'm shopping around and looking, what else can I go with? Hulu, YouTube, uh, you know, the other services that stream. Local cable. None of great. Right? What's is, that? You yeah, guys local have a local cable. cable? Mm, yeah, but it's not good. I, <laughs> there are many, many like outages. Charter? Or uh, we, we have Charter. Or- Okay. Yeah, we have charter, but there there are a lot of outages. It's a problem. We had it for a few years when we first moved here in the apartment. Didn't care for it. Um, so <clears throat> I'm looking at these other services, but none of them offer Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area and Comcast Sportsnet California and the Vegas channel that we can watch hockey. Yeah. But DirecTV does. And DirecTV also has their own streaming service just called direct tv stream mm-hmm. and that when you don't need boxes you don't need anything else you don't need a dish it's just an app you install on you know uh apple tv sure. uh, kindle fire all that stuff kindle tv fire tv whatever they call it now um so i'm kind of looking into all of that stuff but i do have my options but but as long as i keep because i keep <laughs> my wife's like can we go to this can we go to that i said as long as i can get 
uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. That as long I don't care what else we have other than the hockey. The hockey's nice to have. Yeah. Um, because I don't really want to pay for a hockey package. I'm not that big of a hockey fan. I, I like watching my team. Other games I don't really care about. Um, so yeah, it it, it is definitely going to change. Uh, I thought about going to YouTube TV, but you don't need for Sunday ticket next year. You don't need to have YouTube TV. You can just get Sunday ticket as a standalone. Yes. Um, so there's that. It's kind of an a la carte choice, but I want to see what the pricing is. Yeah. Because if you're a YouTube TV subscriber and you get a really nice price on Sunday ticket, I want to look into that. I, and that's going back to MLB TV. I wish they would do something like this where it's like, here's a Giants package. And when we're talking 162 games, you, you can make fairly decent money off of that if you said, I don't know, two bucks a game. And it's about $300 or so, less than two bucks a game. Yeah, 300 bucks for the year. You get all of the Giants games, and we're going to break it out over you know six months of payments. Okay, maybe I would do something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe bring the price down to 150 bucks per team. And you could buy a couple teams a la carte, pick them up, whatever you want to do. But I really think baseball is behind on that. Um, I, I know Sunday Ticket did that a long, long time ago. When they first launched, you could buy a single team, yes. and it was like eighty bucks. Um, but football is different because if you're a football fan, you usually want to see all the good games. You want you want to see every game. Um, but Major League Baseball, if you're a baseball fan, there's plenty of other places. There's ESPN, there's MLB Network, uh, Network TV, uh, you know, Fox Sports, uh, FS1. There's all kinds of places you could watch it. So if you could just pick a team. I, I think they would be into some pretty good money and then do something with those blackout rules. Yeah. So I can tell you what the NBA does because they have moved everything to NBA.com. And I wanted to support their move to streaming and everything streaming. Now, they may still have their stuff on cable and DirecTV. I, I don't know because I haven't been, I, I've been streaming only for man maybe four or five years now. Okay. So I yeah, they still had, do the TNT games and stuff. TBS, yeah. TNT. Yeah. So I pay 20 bucks a month and I get every game except for the Warriors games. And that's for 20 bucks a month. And I think the idea is they hope to make money off of me when it's the off season as well, they want to keep making the 20 bucks a, a, a month off of me. Maybe I forget, or maybe I just like being able to go and watch old stuff. Right. Cause that's kind of why oh, yeah. I wanted to get it too. Oh, yeah. Cause uh, my, my goal was to go through all of the finals from the, from the two thousands and just rewatch all the NBA finals and just see how yeah. the game is changing. I've been really slow to doing that, but <laughs> Uh, I could see, you know, I think they're. I think this is a good test. I think the MLB should really watch what the NBA is doing uh, when when it comes to what they're. It's, there's this whole thing. It's called NBA ID, and they want like they want oh, to yeah. capture, you, you know, your your profile and and your your uh, you know your fingerprint around the internet for NBA stuff. I think so. So it, it's been it's been good. Now now I have a problem with like a lot of the regional broadcasts because. You know they're not selling you. They're selling you a price. So instead of commercials, you just see goofy stuff. And I'm just like, I'd almost yeah. rather see the commercials. <laughs> like, just show me commercials and make a few extra bucks off of this thing because oh, these yeah. goofy regional sports video packages are are like worse. 
So, but yeah, I, I, that's that's where we're going, right? We're going to some sort of streaming yeah. model. That's where all TV is going to go. Now, the demise of cable has been talked about for years and years and years, and and we're still here with cable. Uh, it's not the demise will not happen, in, you know, in the near near no. future. It'll still take a while because uh, of how generations work. But yeah, it's it's uh, MLB. They sh- they should. I think they hired somebody to kind of. Uh, take hold of this project so I, i'm really interested in seeing where they're going thankfully because yeah. i get to watch my giants i don't it doesn't really affect me but uh you know people move you know like oh yeah you know i i, I if i didn't live in the bay area which is a possibility you know when my stepkids you know get older you know we, i could see us moving out of the area then i'd need a solution like that because i wouldn't be able to watch my giants so easily so oh i i can guarantee you we would not be here in reno if we couldn't get the Giants. (laughs) That was kind of a caveat. In in 2003 or 2002, when Yahoo laid off our department, you know, we had been coming up to, there's a place just north of here called Gray Eagle. And uh, it's in the same television network as Reno and everything. So when we would go up to, you know, my parents' place up there and hang out for the week, it's up in the woods, it's up in the wilderness. Um, you know, they do, they actually do have some cable run through there in this little woodsy town. Uh, but we would watch the Giants games. I mean, this was, you know, the Bonds era and everything else. So I'd sit yeah. there and watch Giants games. And so I knew that it, you know, when it happened and we said, hey, let's move to Reno. We started talking about Reno. I go, oh, that's right. I can get my Giants games. So, yes, we can certainly go there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great. All right, let's uh, before we talk about our World Baseball Classic, uh, let's talk about the the drink. I I, I will yeah. let everybody know that uh, we are both drinking the same thing. At least that was what, <laughs> what was supposed to be on the schedule. That's that's what happened. Yep. And and I I don't know if this drink has an actual name, but I would like to call it the Brad Evans. Hey, there we go. Now call it the, call it the, my username at work. Call it the Bevins. <laughs> the Bevins. <laughs> the Bevins. <laughs> so, uh, we, Brad told me about the the Trader Joe's uh, bourbon that he gets as like the utility bourbon for for mixing. And so my wife went to Trader Joe's. She goes that exactly. That's exactly what it is. it is. She went. She goes to Tra- Trader Joe's probably like two times a week. And so uh, I reminded her, I said, oh, you know, make sure to, to see if they have that bourbon that Brad was talking about. So she went and then she asked me what it was called. And I had a moment where I was like, oh, man, I don't even remember. And then it just <laughs> hit me like I saved a brain fart. Like it's like you had a brain <laughs> fart and then you saved it. And you're like, yes, it was okay. there. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't completely forget. And. Because as you get older, that moment, those moments happen more and more. You just, Ugh. you can't remember things that. I walk into rooms and I stand there and I go, <laughs> what am I doing here? So yeah, I, I went. <laughs> so she picked it up. Uh, I think we're, we're, we have slightly different ginger ales. You're probably using a, a Zevia yeah. ginger ale. I've got ale. the Zevia. Yeah, you got the Zevia. I have whatever the Safeway brand is. Of oh, nice. Ginger ale. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we mix it together. So I am very happily drinking a very refreshing bevins <laughs> and, and it sounds like you're about to say beverage so i think that's what that that, that works the bevins i like yeah. that yeah this stuff is great i mean it's you know it, as a standalone and i'm going to try it again tonight uh we are watching 
I don't know if you've ever watched this, but it's fantastic. Zach Efron has a show on uh, Netflix called Down to Earth. Oh. Um, and it's and it's a documentary, and he travels around. The first season, he travels around because it's pre-COVID. And he's got this buddy with him who wrote a book, a uh, very famous book. I can't think of it right now. I'll find it in a little bit. Um, but he something about power food. Um, but but it's all about sustainability and, and everything else. Anyways, I digress. We're watching that tonight. Second season was during COVID. He was stuck in Australia. So he just brought the whole crew down there and they shot the second season. It's all about sustainability and uh, eco-friendly stuff in Australia. So it's a very interesting show. Um, but anyways, I'm going to have another one of these straight tonight. Mm. Uh, just like a, just an ounce of it. It is not the best straight, but I want to try it again. Maybe I'll do the same uh, thing. Thing while we watch yeah i think we're i think we're gonna try to watch severance on apple tv oh we were gonna start that i heard it's very different and it's I'm into it's that, super so. dense for the first two episodes and that's where we kind of okay. stopped because then we just started watching something else but i think yeah. she crystal wants to go back because she keeps hearing that it's great uh hot take bry really loved it so he kind of talked us yes. back into it so i think We've, we finally don't have uh, the kids this week because they're with their pops, so we can watch okay. something a little bit more adult instead of yeah. having to constantly watch uh, How I Met Your Mother every single night, which is great. <laughs> but you kind, you know, you kind of want a different, a different thing. So That's that, right. when I'll the kids do, are around, that. you know, even though they're teenagers, when they're around, we're like, we'll watch Abbott Elementary, and then we'll, you know, yeah. then we'll go to the room and we'll, you know, put on our stuff. We've got, yeah. you know, yeah. some, some pretty, pretty good ones to watch. So are you going? ice or are you going straight yeah so i started with um about that much ice some little ice cubes i was going to put an ice ball in it is that what uh -huh. you have yeah that's what i have i was I have this yeah sphere. i was going to do that but um yeah i just i was in a hurry so i just put like ice on the bottom um and usually in a pint glass i can't fill up i can't do ice shot of bourbon and the full can of ginger ale, so I have to kind of add to it as I yeah, go. That's so what, it always starts out. Yeah, it starts out a little strong, a little strengthy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, but what about when you have it? We have it by itself tonight. We have it. I'll have one ice cube. Okay. I always have just one small ice cube from our fridge. Um, and it depends. Sometimes, if it's a tougher to drink bourbon i'll put two ice cubes and then i'll let <laughs> yeah. it you'll let, <laughs> I'll it, let it mellow a out a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah okay got it <laughs> all right um let's talk about the, the world baseball classic here yeah, so right on uh like i said it has been around since 2006 which is kind of ridiculous now what? originally what was the time frame they wanted it every four years kind of like the world cup is was that the idea yeah i think it was going to be every three years okay because they wanted to mix it because it's baseball so it's not like you know you know everybody it's baseball season everybody's getting ready it's pre yeah. uh pre-start of most uh country seasons so i think they wanted to do every three seasons every three years and then so they did that the first time and then the next time we went to four years then it went to four years and now it's six because of covid um because it would have been 2021 uh and that would have been a complete mess you couldn't travel it was no. just a, a total nightmare so um but i think you know i think every four years is good three years is a little too close because four years you get a little bit of a difference in talent mm -hmm. um because the first two seasons was only three years apart i think dice k 
Yeah, he's like the he's, like he's like the all-time world baseball. Yeah, he was he, he was the MVP in 2006 <laughs> and 2009. So I mean, they I think they were like, okay, we got to mix this up a little bit. Nice. Let these guys get a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the first two the the first two champions. So 2006, uh, Japan won. They played that series that that final round uh, at Petco. They beat Cuba. And then in 2009, they came back and won it again. They they won it in 10 innings, beating South Korea uh, at Dodger Stadium. And then in 2013, which is was the year that I that I went, and I saw, like I said, I saw the semifinal. Uh, Dominican Republic beat Puerto Rico in the finals, and then Japan came in third, and they beat the Netherlands in the third place game. Japan has finished in first or third in every single world baseball classic so far. So shout out to Japan for just yeah. uh, showing up for these tournaments. Cause in 2017, the one that the U S won, U S beats Puerto Rico eight zero in uh, Dodger stadium and Japan beats Netherlands again in, in a rematch of, of the semifinal game. And, uh, and so that's, that's where we stand here uh, now, six years apart from the last one, uh, one Buster Posey, and uh, Brandon Crawford were on the last team, as you you could see by our slate, what we opened up our show with. That's their gold their gold medal uh, picture after they clinched the, the 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 championship there, Buster and Brandon. So, what are you looking forward to most about this tournament? Because we are a Giants podcast, but this is like when we were kids and we were so into the All Star Game. This is like an all-star game tournament, you know, and I don't yeah. think it gets enough credit for that because you're seeing all the best baseball players, not only in major league baseball, but around the world, which is fascinating. And I wish, at least in the United States, I wish the MLB did a better job of marketing that aspect to the fans because it is Fans are anticipating baseball around March. It's spring training. We're kind of getting ready. So to thrust like really good baseball in front of fans in March should be fantastic because we're ready. We're ready to watch the real thing. And you're getting even almost better than the real thing, at least when it comes to competition you are. So I don't know. I just feel like this thing should be a little bit bigger than it is. Yeah, I think it's tough because baseball is is just different you're you're talking about an an early march tournament that only lasts three weeks you sneeze and it's gone um so i i think you know what 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 they really need to do and i think they tried to do that this year um you know the the heads of the league pretty much reached out to each team and said please be receptive yeah when the general manager of the um uh, of the world baseball team for USA, when they come out and say, you know, we'd like to have this person, we'd like to have this person. We'd like to have, please be receptive to that. Um, But then when you look at our starting rotation, it's like, well, that's a a good kind of a, I mean, Logan Webb aside, he's like probably the top pitcher in in the rotation Um, and Kershaw's in there, but you know, Kershaw's getting older. Um, You know, you look at the first tier uh, of uh, like Alec Manoa, um, you know, other pitchers that that aren't pitching for the team USA. And you say, wow, it's not quite that dream team 
that we saw with basketball in the early nineties, where it was like every top player wanted to play. They wanted to be in, you know, in, in that tournament in the Olympics and win that gold medal for the United States. This is kind of like, yeah, I, you know, a lot of guys, but, but then when you look at the lineup, you go, well, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts, and you go, that's, that's a fantastic, I mean, the lineup is going to be, extremely dangerous, but the pitching is going to be the tough side of things. The, you know, relief staff is okay. The starting pitching is okay. Uh, but, but the lineup is going to be what is where it's at. So I think that's where they're having a little bit of a hard time until they can get like the top, the the actual players who are at the all-star game, if they can get like, you know, if you make the all-star game, if you're voted into the all-star game, uh, the year before the World Baseball Classic, you have an automatic invite. Mm-hmm. And then it's public and everybody knows that you now have an automatic invite. I wonder if that would spur things along. Yeah. You know, for some of these guys to say, hey, you know, I got I I made it. To, all eyes are on me. Do I say yes or no? Um, there's I, it's, a it's, it's a tough one. There's a, a local marketing aspect to this that I think could be better. So for us, obviously. Logan Webb pitching on Team USA. Uh, Camilo Duvall is going to be involved. Uh, Mark DeRosa, former Giant, is going to be the manager of Team USA. The Giants, once the Giants season was over and once we failed to get Carlos Correa, I think some of the focus of the marketing of the Giants should be Logan Webb is going to be on Team USA. Like Camilo Duvall is going to be in the WBC. And... They could have helped, like, I think if all the teams kind of help create a little bit of momentum around this, then you're really, really looking forward to it. And this doesn't have to be a Team USA thing. It's about every single team that players are on. I think the Mets have, like, a ridiculous number of players that are going to be on all the teams yeah. in, uh, in in the WBC. So, you know, hey, man, maybe maybe they think that if they do that, there won't be as much support for spring training. I, I guess I could see that a little bit. But man, let let's let's hype this thing up. I think it helps everybody. I think it helps create some names for some players, you know, who may uh, may not be as well known as as uh, some of their counterparts. Like Marcus Stroman was the MVP in 2017, right? Like, yeah, he kind of that was a little bit of a coming out party for him and. Uh, last year we were talking about, oh, you know, the Giants need to sign Marcus Stroman. He would be a nice arm. And so, you know, with he showcased himself a little bit in, in 2017. So I want to see the league and some of the teams get behind this a little bit more because I just think it's a, a fascinating thing. Everybody who's a baseball fan should be interested in this tournament. And I don't feel like there is even half as much interest, at least in the U.S., with the WBC as there are in the local teams. Yeah, and I, I wonder if a lot of that has to do with there are n- technically there are no official announcements of what the rosters are, but you can go to Wikipedia and you could look at you know every player that has committed. Um, but still, there. I mean, here we are. What are we? January twenty second today, and we're probably five six weeks away from this thing starting. The teams 23rd. are going to get together twenty third. Yeah, the the teams are going to get together soon. And start practicing, um, you know, probably I think pitchers and catchers report 
to the Giants in 22 days. I mean, we're getting awfully close to that. So I think, you know, Webb and Camila Duvall, those guys are going to go off and start, uh, you know, participating in practices with their uh, World Baseball Classic teams. Um, So I think once official announcements are made, I think at that point you might start to see that marketing a little bit more. But yeah, there needs to be a gigantic marketing push. The World Baseball Classic website is really cool. There's, I mean, right on the front page, there's the tournament pools, there's the dates, there's, you know, when the championship game is and everything else. Um, There's cool video, there's cool interviews. Uh, Mike Trout does a really nice interview on there. Um, So, so they're kind of pushing it, but I don't think they can do anything official yet. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I think they're going to get there. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, a really cool website. They, they did a great job with it. Um, I'm excited. I know you're excited. I, I know us as baseball fans, it's, it's like, this is meaningful baseball in March. That, <laughs> that's, Absolutely. All, that's, that's all you have to say to me. Hey, hey, Brad, do you want to see meaningful baseball in March with lots of emotion and some big moments? Yeah, I'd like to see that in January, too. I mean, give it to me at any time of the year. I don't really care. Uh, so I know we're, we're pretty geeked about this whole thing. Yeah, so if we look at the bracket here, um, so Team USA starts off against Great Britain on a Saturday, and then they play Mexico the very next day on a Sunday. And I'm going to try to go like it's in Phoenix. Uh, My kid goes to school in Tucson. My parents live in Tucson. My sister lives in Tucson. That's about a 90 mile or 90 minute drive. So I'm thinking about trying to figure out how to go. Uh, Now, it'd be cool if my wife wanted to come, but she'd probably be like, ah, I I get a break. (laughs) And you're not going to be here for a while. Like, oh, yeah, you go, go watch your baseball and I'll sit here and and call up some friends and, and, and do some stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, like, cause it's so close. If it was, uh, cause you see the, the championships are in Miami. Now I'm not going to Miami yeah. to, to, to no. watch the BBC, but gosh, I would, you know, Phoenix is, is a, is a quick flight. Even if I got to make the drive, I've made that drive before to Tucson, yeah. you know, it's an all day kind of thing, but it's still doable. And yeah, I talked to my son, uh, JJ, I, sent him a note seeing if he was interested in going, if he could get some time off of work at his uh, golf resort that he works at. And he said he could. So I'm going to try and make it happen. We'll see. Got a lot of stuff coming up in these next couple months, but if I can sneak away for a weekend, I think it'd be really fun to just watch a couple of baseball games. What, what I would like to see and looking at those pools, and this is how it's been in the world baseball classic for the last couple of, of, Time, for all of them, for that matter. But you got Pool A that's in Taiwan. Yes. Pool B is in Japan. Pool C is in the U.S. And Pool D is in the U.S. Like in the World Cup for soccer, if we can get all of the teams in one location, uh, you know, possibly the United States, because the United States is baseball. So if you, if you could do that every four years, gather all of the teams in the United United States, then have a draw for the pools. Because this is not a true draw for the pools. This is more of a, uh, you know, who is in that area that can play against each other, like USA, Mexico, Canada. Mix those teams up. Make a true pool 
uh, you know, four pools out of this. And this is 20 teams. In the past, it's all been 16 teams. Right. So they've expanded by four. So that's good. We get more, more teams, but one less game if you go to the championship game, which is odd. Um, you know, play everybody twice. Uh, you know, extend it out a little bit. We'll never get that though because of pitching concerns. Yeah, they don't. They don't want. They don't want to burn out some of their guys. And, no, and, and we'll, imagine we'll if they that. lost yeah. to somebody in injury, that would be mm, the end of it. And all. that that's not anything we've seen yet. So luckily, you know, and hopefully that continues that way. I've got some pitching numbers too from 2017. We can go over just real okay. quick too. But I but I'd love to see I'd love to see a mixing of the pools and get everybody into one place i mean when you play the little league world series everybody comes here and plays in one place so you could do it it's not you know it's not impossible and we've seen it in the world cup you get more teams in this in the world cup you get 30 something teams so you know uh, of soccer so so you can do it it can be done but so how does this work i know they've changed the rules seemingly every year as far as how it works with all of the rounds do you know how it works this year for all of the rounds? Because I know sometimes they do, uh, was it double elimination? Um, and then other times they've done uh, kind of like, uh, was it the College World Series? How does the College World Series do it? Yeah, the College World Series does a, a just kind of a crazy round robin. Round I don't robin, ever even, uh, yeah. yeah, round robin, but it is, I mean, it's, a, it's one that's kind of tough to follow. And then you get a two out of three. Uh, when you get to the final series, which is always kind of the way to do it. So this is the pool pool play is you play everybody once and then you get points for a win, you know, just kind of like you do in soccer, a top two teams make it out of the, each pool. Then when you go to the quarters, it's a game, one game. Then you go to the semis. It's one game. Then you go to the championship. It's one game. So that's what I'm saying. If you could, if you could get pool play to be against everybody twice, and then go one one one, or or you play everybody once in the pool. Then when you go to the quarters, two out of three, two out of three, two. But now you're extending it, and, and this is more of a kind of a I don't. This is more of a fun tournament and a showcase tournament. Yeah. And in soccer, the World Cup is it's for everything. Yeah. I mean, when your country wins, Argentina right now is holding that for the next four years over the rest of the world and all of the world plays soccer, That that's a bragging rights huge thing. How many times have you seen somebody walk around with a World Baseball Cup USA Championship <laughs> t-shirt in the last six years? I mean, I have a, you know, yeah, I've got my USA baseball shirt, but that's that's just USA baseball. It's not a, I I probably couldn't even find a World Baseball Classic championship T-shirt. Okay, maybe. so I was looking for some stuff uh, over the weekend. Uh-huh. Where where's the merch? I want okay. I I want to buy a hat. I want to buy a Team USA hat. I want to buy a Team Japan hat as well. And I can't tell if the websites that I'm finding on Google are like the legit merch selling websites. Because yeah. <laughs> then if I buy that hat, and I, I realize, oh, that was like six years ago hat. Exactly. You know, so I want like, that. That isn't 
readily available as far as I can tell. Like, I don't know who the right merchant is to, to buy some stuff. Cause I'm going to send you the link right now. You can put it up if you want. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not affiliated with, right. with these guys at all, but uh, it's, it's a place we go to buy. I mean, I go to buy my stuff. Baseballism. Is this only uh, for team USA though? Yeah. So, so only for team USA, I don't even think fanatics has any of this stuff. Uh, they might, and it might be a collaboration with baseballism, but if you wanted to find like a team Japan t-shirt, uh, you know, team Mexico hat. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where to get that stuff, but all of the USA stuff is baseballism. Okay. Uh, that is the, the official collaboration this year with team USA. Um, this hat I got uh, from Baseballism years ago, and it's not a Team USA hat, but it's a USA Baseball hat, so I wear that one. Uh, and then my USA Baseball T-shirt uh, got uh, for Christmas this year from them. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't even know where to go to get stuff from any other team. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe the World Baseball Cl- Classic website that you were just on. I mean, it's possible. The, M- the MLB, yeah, the MLB one. I'll, I'll I'm going to yeah. look deeper, but basically. You're proving my point in that it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Like man. we should just we should yeah. just be able to. And here here's the Team USA uh, hat. One of the hats. They have a couple different. Yeah, ones. there you so, go. Uh, with yeah. that with that US logo and the star in in the background. So I'm definitely gonna get a hat for Team USA. I'm definitely gonna get uh, gonna search for at least as as far as I can as much as I can. Uh, with uh, with the, with the Japan one as well, but did you yeah. hear? So so Mike Trout was interviewed on the website, the 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 World Baseball Classic website, and I think he's playing. It sounds like he's playing. I hope he's healthy. He's committed. Yes. So he said that he was talking to Otani, and Otani was telling him that Otani is not even the best player on Team Japan. I've heard about a kid. That's scary to me. Yeah, there there is a kid. Uh and I say kid cuz he's 20 years old. Yeah. Uh and I got to find his name again. But here's a you know speaking of team Japan just a, a funny aside. But Lars Newtbar yeah. from the St. Louis Cardinals is on team Japan. How he's? I, I don't. He, he must be a, a Japanese. I need uh, to look this up. Yeah, he's got. He's got to have some sort of Japanese background. But Seiya Suzuki's on the team. Um, Masataka Yoshida, outfielder, uh, newly signed by the Boston Red Sox. Um, let me see if I can find the name. But I, I know this. This kid is twenty years old. Uh, oh, okay. Now he's twenty-one. Roki Sasaki. As apparently like the newest Japanese sensation, pitches for the Chibolat um, uh, Marines in the Japanese league. He was twelve and six last year with two point one zero ERA and two hundred and forty one strikeouts. Um, I mean, the, Japan is just jam packed with talent every year. Um, so if, if TM USA gets to play them again, that's an all time classic game. Yeah. And that whole game is on YouTube. That was one of the semifinal games, USA against Japan, uh, where Adam Jones robbed the home run, reached over the fence, robbed the home. That game was played in San Diego. That place was nuts. Um, (laughs) the atmosphere during that game was just absolutely insane. So if you've never seen world baseball, classic games, 
please, please, please watch them this year. The, the pool, the pool play is going to be fun. Certain teams is going to be more fun than others. But when you get to the semifinal games and they're all in Miami and you get the top teams there and you get the fans of those teams there, it is going to be like party atmosphere. It is like world cup soccer. If you've ever seen those games, that atmosphere is just absolutely insane. It's going to be so much fun. Lars Newt bar. According to Wikipedia, was born to an American of Dutch, English, and German descent, his his father Charlie, and a Japanese mother. Kumi, well, there you go, Kumi Inokita, All Lars right. Newtbar. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was looking at Wikipedia today, I was scrolling through, and that name stuck out because I was looking at the players that were. Um, you know, from the U.S., uh, you know, the U.S. League, Major yeah. League Baseball. And I was like, wow, Lars Newtbar on Japan. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you have and some stats? The, did you have some stats you wanted to drop before we get yeah, out Yeah, yeah. And then the Panamanian team is jam-packed with uh, uh, minor leaguers uh, here in the United States. Um, so, that again, you're going to get a lot of minor, minor league talent. Uh, in these games for some of the other countries. Uh, but when it comes to the United States, it's pre- it's all major league talent. So it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Cause it, again, like you said, this is a, an all-star team. Trevor story had uh, committed, but now he's having shoulder surgery. Yeah. So he's going to be out. I heard uh, uh, he, they're trying to get uh, McNeil, right? Jeff McNeil, uh, Jeff McNeil. Yeah. I think he, I think he was reached out to, and I think they're going to get him. Um, He's not on this list, but again, we don't have an official roster yet. But when you look at, I mean, when you look at guys, you know, hitters on the U.S. baseball team, you're looking at a real Muto, Will Smith, Paul Goldschmidt. He just won the MVP this year. Uh, Pete Alonso, Nolan Arenado, Bobby Witt Jr., Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, this is a uh, DeRosa could put together some nasty lineups. It's a, it's a really good team if you get all of those guys for sure. It may be a little heavy on power and 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 they, they may be a little light on speed, but yeah, um, I mean Mookie Betts, he can he can he's like the ultimate guy who fits anywhere. So unfortunately, yeah, he's a Dodger, but exactly, yeah, but not for not for those three weeks. He's right. We can root for him, right? That's yes. that's. that's in the That's playbook, it. we could root for Mookie Betts during he's the wearing WBC. A, he's wearing a different uniform, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just, just looking at numbers, just because I was kind of curious, like, uh, is there anything to worry about with Logan Webb pitching in the World Baseball Classic? And I have to say there's not. Okay. Uh, because when I look at the numbers, Marcus Stroman, Danny Duffy, uh, and Pat Neshek were the guys who got the most innings in the 2017 World Baseball Classic. So Stroman pitched. He had three starts, uh, 15 and a third innings. He didn't really go more than four or five innings per start. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, in the article that we read from Ken Rosenthal, um, Mark DeRosa did say, if a team says this guy is pitching 60 innings or, or, you know, 60 pitches. Yeah. And no more than 60 pitches. That's what it is. When he hits pitch number 60, we're pulling. He's out. It could be a two, one count and he's coming out. And and there are pitch limits 
in the yeah. uh, in the first round games, a pitcher cannot uh, go further than sixty five. In the second round, it's eighty, and in the championship round, it's ninety five. So bullpens are big time important in the WBC. Yeah, so you could probably carry more guys in the bullpen. I don't know what the roster limits are, but once the roster officially comes out, we'll kind of see all of that stuff. But yeah, Stroman threw 15 and a third in the classic, 2.35 ERA, 0.91 whip uh, in his three starts. And then that season, he went on to throw 201 innings, had a 3.09 ERA, a 1.3 whip, a 145 ERA plus, which was at that point the second highest of his career. Finished eighth in Cy Young voting, uh, pitched in 33 games, all of them 33 starts. So, you know, that's that's a good sign. You throw 15 and a third innings in, you know, across three games, uh, you're, you're not taxing arms when you're looking at this. Pat Neshek, um, probably the most used – well, there was another used most used reliever, but I don't want to talk about him because he's a dirtbag. So <laughs> we're just going to talk about – I'm sure you can see on the numbers. I'm not going to – I just don't want to talk about him. Um, but Pat Neshek uh, threw five innings in five games, four hits, four strikeouts, and one walk. Uh, then he went on that season to throw in 71 games, 62 and a third innings, 1.59 ERA, 290 ERA plus. That was the highest of his career. So even though he pitched in five games out of the eight games, he only pitched five innings. Uh, Danny Duffy, another starter, he had two starts, only threw eight innings, 1.13 ERA, 1.13 whip, had two starts. Uh, Then that season, he did have an oblique injury, but it happened at the end of – June, uh, May, I think it was, missed all of June that season, but had nothing to do with any of this. Um, so he pitched in 146 and a third innings and 24 starts, 3.81 ERA, 1.25 whip, 117 ERA plus, which was slightly above his career average. So again, we're, we're not seeing any patterns of, you know, if they pitch these high intensity innings, uh, you know, in the World Baseball Classic versus pitching five innings uh, in a start against the Chicago Cubs in Mesa, Arizona, <laughs> you know, against triple uh, a players. There's I mean, probably not much difference. These guys aren't, you know, out there throwing their arms out. Cause they know, they know yeah. their careers. They yeah. know where their money lies. They know where their uh, allegiance lies and, and what they want to do with these teams, you know, their own teams going forward into October. So and okay, except can can I can I just ask for yes, one thing? You can. Camila Duvall. You yeah. throw a hundred and four mile per hour exploding sinker. Yeah. Not you don't need to throw any harder than that. <laughs> no. Just let it just yeah. let it go. You don't no. need to you don't need to th- like if if you're in a in a big game for the Dominican Republic and you're reaching back, you can throw a hundred and four. You don't need to go yeah. any any harder than that. So that that's just my worry is I, these guys who throw. So I'm fine hard. with a hundred. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with a hundred. A hundred yeah. in March. Don't absolutely. go crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> he's gonna be a big fixture on our team for. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so as you can tell, if you've been if you stuck around listening through this WBC talk, we are going to kind of be a quasi WBC podcast. Uh, for this season before the giant we're going to be talking spring training and then we're going to be talking wbc for those three weeks in which the tournament is going to be played and hopefully i get to see it because 
that's what I really want. I just want to go. I yeah, just want to yeah. see it. I just want to wear my hat and and be out there and just because it's just a different experience. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. going in 2013 with that with my friend uh, Mary Walton, who's someone who nice. follows us on Twitter and who we follow on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I can attest to the shirt being very, very comfortable. Shirt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cotton poly blend, which I really, really like. Nice uh, lettering on it and everything. I'll show it again. There you go. Team USA, baby. Very, very nice shirt. I'm uh, going to be in Disneyland for the semifinal and for the final. And I was in 2017. That's good luck so for remember- Team USA. That's what I'm thinking. And I remember getting back to the hotel each night when we were in Disneyland. The kids were 10 and 8. So we weren't doing the stay till midnight thing. Yeah. But but we will be doing that this yeah. time because that's the last couple of times we've gone. We stayed till closing because you get on all the rides and nobody's around. Um, but I remember going back to the hotel room, cracking a beer from the mini fridge and sitting with my feet up and watching the game on my phone. Uh, in 2017, really enjoying those games and having a good time. So uh, I'm looking forward to kind of following them on my phone while I'm in Disneyland for those final, you know, electric games. All right. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully there's a little bit more Giants news, but even if there's not, we'll figure out something to talk about. And uh, and yeah, so again, we, we, we will be looking forward to the World Baseball Classic, which, uh, you know, it's only in a month and two or three weeks. So that is coming soon. Spring training is coming soon. Pitchers and catchers are reporting uh, in sooner than you can even imagine. And so there will be stuff going on. So Brad and I will be here every week talking giants and uh, the rest of uh, major league baseball, where we see fit. So for Brad, I'm double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.